This is ContactTalkRadio.com. Consciousness in action. And you are taking action into your consciousness by tuning into Contact Talk Radio. And on TuneIn.com, Hing.fm, and Upsnap Mobile. Contact Talk Radio. Welcome to The Soul's Journey with Tom Jacobs. A fresh look at astrology shaped by channeled wisdom on the soul and its human journey. Enjoy inspirational insights on how to change karma and make changes for the better. And now, here's Tom. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I am uh, the person I believe is uh, Tom Jacobs, and and you can read about who that person thinks he is at tdjacobs.com. I'm doing that because we're talking today about uh, adventures and consciousness. This is part two. Last week's show, I uh, talked about a couple of different experiences um, in the middle of taking, uh, you know, caller questions. But talked about a couple of experiences. Um, I guess the best way to say it is of altered consciousness uh, without a chemical intervention. And then how, you know, in two different phases of my life, not not being grounded is the first one, uh, versus being grounded. How I how I dealt with them. I'm I'm going to pick up actually where I left off last week um, and kind of finish a little bit of the story um, and then tell you what's happened in the last week, you know, uh, that's built on that second, uh, that second um, past life part of me uh, that, that returned. That's what we're talking about today. Uh, announcements. Um, check out the, the new article on my website, tdjacobs.com forward slash articles.html. Uh, and uh, it's a New Year's Guide for Energetic Beings. If you haven't read it, I highly encourage you to do so. It's about putting um, the past in context, looking forward to a new year, uh, setting intentions and goals, and uh, and really understanding what the opportunity in uh, human evolution is right now. The big, terrible, awful, destructive thing never happened uh, as far as um, – 2012 and the end of the Mayan calendar and everyone's looking forward to the solstice, you know, with uh, hope for a brighter future, uh, but also somewhere in the back of our minds wondering, uh, a lot of us, if something might happen. I actually didn't know uh, if something uh, strange would happen, but, uh, you know, when I talked to uh, the Ascended Master Jehudi and, and my guides, I'd ask them, you know, is there anything I need to know? You know, hint, hint. And uh, basically, the guidance was to get grounded and to teach people to get grounded and deal with emotions and clear their energy fields and, and all that stuff. So check out that article, A New Year's Guide for Energetic Beings. And at the end of it, I give uh, information on how to get discounts on, on three things. Uh, one is the book uh, Jehudi Speaks, which is a compilation of four channeled volumes. And that's not available on Kindle, but it is available as a paperback through Amazon and my site, tjacobs.com. And then uh, also... Um, the Increasing Immunity uh, MP3 set, and then the uh, Intuitive Skills Development 1 course that begins on February 3rd and runs for eight weeks. And a lot of what I'm talking about today uh, is going to be kind of hinting at the sorts of techniques and perspectives that you'll be exposed to and learn and really get grounded in during that eight-week course. I, I strongly encourage, you know, if you're listening to the show and you're interested in what I do and how I think, and uh, I will be using your astrology chart uh, during the course, but it's not about astrology. And if you're really into astrology, I can certainly kind of um, give you some insights along the way, but it's not going to focus uh, on your chart. And that's the Intuitive Skills Development 1 course beginning February 3rd. Uh, the next um, Energy is Money is Energy course begins January 26th. And, uh, and the next Jehudi call with, for the full moon is, uh, is January 26th as well. So, 
This show, uh, Adventures in Consciousness, uh, part two, I mean, you know, if I go down that road, uh, there are limitless parts, you know, limitless uh, uh, sequels and follow-ups. Uh, one of the things I've tried to do with a few episodes of this show is to, over the last three months, is to uh, give perspectives on living a Neptunian life. Uh, we had uh, Meredith Smith, the uh, uh, night shift worker, medium and dream intuitive, uh, come on the show, and... Um, I've also talked several times about uh, Neptunian things, and uh, I had it reflected to me a, f- a few months ago at a workshop um, where I met somebody who's, who's familiar with my work who said, you're really bringing uh, nep- an experience of Neptune into astrology, and, and at the time I thought, well, that sounds really that sounds really great. And then I started thinking about it, and uh, I realized that you know my life is Neptunian. And a lot of the people I draw are Plutonian, but some of them are Neptunian. Some of them are Uranian and all the other different archetypes. But, um, but I do draw a lot of people who want to understand intuition and, and want to open to work with spirit guides and, and want to understand past lives and how to adapt consciousness. So in essence, that's kind of what we're talking about today. Um, this uh, this experience that that I talked a little bit about at the end of last week's show was a past life part returning, uh, and and I've sat down this week and looked at how I know when that's happening, and um, it's been interesting. And I, I've actually been been uh, working on a new writing project about this and and, and sharing insights uh, through my own personal stories about how to discern when a past life part returns or or when a particular situation in your life is uh, indicative of something going on in another life. Um, and so it's been actually fascinating. I have a list of 15 things that I've been thinking about this week from the last maybe almost decade. And uh, it's, it's, it's fascinating to look at that history. And, and some of those things I knew I would write about eventually, um, but I didn't plan it. And suddenly it happened this week. Okay, so let me just uh, give you a recap of last week. I was uh, a random night. I don't even remember what night it was, uh, maybe 10, 14 days ago. And I was brushing my teeth like normal. <laughs> and I had a, a brief uh, dissociative moment. And uh, these things happen. Uh, you know, so to speak, I live in a couple different worlds simultaneously, which makes it impossible to. Uh, uh, follow directions or recipes, but it enables me to do, you know, the kind of past life integration and healing work that I do and, and channeling and mediumship and all the other stuff. And, uh, but sometimes it's a little, you know, I have these dissociative moments and uh, sometimes I also interrupt myself and don't finish sentences and repeat myself like <laughs> anyway. Um, so, but it didn't stop this moment, this particular brief moment wasn't brief. And, um, that's also not unusual. It's not, uh, I should say it's happened before and I just get grounded and I just stay with it. But then I started to get nervous and afraid. And, and in fact, it was a past life part. It was a, uh, you could say a sub personality, but it's uh, somebody who has a life on another part of the earth timeline, which is associated with my soul. And most of us have been taught to think about and talk about these things as past lives. I, it's all simultaneously happening from the soul's perspective. And in essence, all the work uh, that I've been churning out over the years has to do with helping you understand and connect more directly, more consciously with soul. So I'm moving away from using uh, – I barely ever use it actually, the phrase past lives. And uh, there are other lives associated with your soul or other manifestations of your consciousness in other parts of the timeline. Yes, 
more complicated, yes, perhaps clunky, uh, but I think it's it's a really important distinction to introduce. So I'm uh, I'm waving that flag, so to speak. So, um, yeah, I um, this part of me uh, had fears because the sound of my voice was strange. And my body was odd to her. Her hands uh, were obviously slender, uh, and uh, obviously women's hands. I have these kind of s- square paddle hands, and uh, just kind of you know thick hands. And um, and so she was trying not to freak out that she was here, and I was willing myself out of her panic attack. So you just think about that. I was very clear that this was not my panic. But I was feeling it. So two things were happening at once. I was experiencing this, but I was also observing it, and actually three things. And then I was managing the situation. And, uh, you know, this is the result of a decade of uh, adventures and consciousness, <laughs> you know, parts one through, you know, many. Uh, but, but again, the intuitive skills course that, that I'm starting, it will run in February and March, will, will help you get grounded enough and to be able to fine-tune your awareness and your consciousness uh, as I was able to do this other day. And dur- during the process, I was – honestly, I'll just say this. I was proud of myself because this part would well up and the, and the panic would swell up. I mean, tidal wave of fear and I could feel uh, the energy in my chest and you know, I've had stress-related or stress-induced – asthma before uh and so you know that's been terrifying and so i could tell that that's where she was going you know essentially that's where i was going so it's it's a very interesting um experience but i didn't give in i stayed grounded and i made a commitment to not panic and this part of me basically for half an hour out of the maybe 40 or 50 minutes of this uh of this situation uh wasn't sure what you know what was going to happen so i was basically counseling her like i would any person's past life part or a dead person who doesn't know he or she is dead and um and since then i've been integrating it so as of last week's show i was a couple days maybe three four five days out of that experience on the other side of it and uh i felt pretty good about it um i mean i'll be honest with you my prep for the show wasn't the same because i'd spent so much time with uh, that part of me and uh and so it was kind of an interesting experience to last week's show was a little more off the cuff than usual as is this week because of what i'm about to tell you <laughs> um but to to spend time with a, a part of you that brings an emotion a feeling a fear a concern an idea and a belief usually all wrapped up in one uh, or 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 multiple ones uh, to work with them consciously, stay grounded, you know, still do your job, you know, still eat like a person, you know, still sleep. Uh, it, it's been – I was very proud of myself. I'll just say it that way to to be able to uh, to manage this and have it uh, be integrated in such a short period of time. And um, you know, I'm always looking for when uh, my guides say – Oh, 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 now you just, uh, you just crossed through a little gate or you just, um, did the six out of the six things on the list. And now you can go do this as a result because now you've, um, you know, got, I don't know, like a game, like got enough skill points or experience points to progress to the next level. You know, now you're on level three on this. And uh, I'm just aware of those nudges and, um, I didn't get it when this situation passed and I let it go. It doesn't matter to me. I'm just living my life, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Uh, but then over the weekend, uh, my girlfriend and I were watching a uh, documentary that she picked out at the video store. We, we rarely go to the video store, uh, but 
<laughs> for some reason we needed to go and there was this documentary and she really wanted to watch it and I had this vibration this sense that I don't know if I want to watch the and I didn't know why it just was kind of resistant and whatever just let it be what it is um but you know when you go to the store with somebody you each pick out something you like you know that you <laughs> might be interested in and um we watched it on Sunday afternoon and in the process of um of it talking about humans responding to each other with empathy and talking about different uh, experiments over the years, apparently, about uh, it, it trying to get a response out of people. They, they showed old footage, maybe from the 30s, 40s, 50s, I don't know, um, of this particularly uh, graphic, violent uh, situation. I don't. I, part of me wants to tell you so that you understand the gravity of the effect it had on me, uh, but I don't. I don't even want to tell you what the documentary was or what the thing was. But apparently, apparently, my girlfriend um, mentioned it at work the next day, and people people who are over fifty said, "Oh yeah, we know what that we know what that is. That's so and so, some French dude or whatever." So apparently, it was something well known, and I don't know if it was a science sciencey thing or an arty thing. Um, but uh, it was this graphically awful, terrible thing. This image, I screamed. I was actually kind of starting to doze. Happened to open my eyes right at that moment. And I screamed and ran out of the room. <laughs> and I basically was seized with terror because of this horrible image. And I, I, I'm, I, I don't want to say that I'm always picky about what I watch. But I don't watch horror movies and movies, uh, entertainment with uh, hands-on violence and things like this. I, I do like to watch uh, – the uh, Hollywood version of things exploding. And sometimes, you know, there's a lot of uh, Hollywood gunfire to go with that. So it's not like I'm, you know, completely averse to the notion, but it, this was like a particular, you know, one individual doing a torturous thing to another individual. And this part of me and I together lost it. <laughs> so, so I ran out into the living room and uh, held my, basically my head and my hands trying to get the image out of my head. And um, really, really traumatized. And I, I realized that uh, this part of me that returned, this woman, you know, the, the night that she came back, I was aware that she essentially felt that she was crazy and that she had been told as much, uh, though perhaps in different terminology. And uh, I got the sense of her interacting with, you know, medical and or mental health professionals. And uh, but but when uh, psychology and psychiatry are young, that was the sense it was, you know, it was not, you know. Uh, hundreds of years ago, but it, it, it wasn't mid 20th century either. And, uh, just really feeling, uh, shaken up by the loss of control of her mind. That was what she, that was what she really experienced. And, um, so that's what I was feeling that one evening, uh, when I was working through this was staying grounded and saying, I'm always safe. Everything's fine. There's no problem, you know, and getting that part to follow my lead. But then this happened in this terrible image. So, um, I had almost forgotten about it when, when I was going to sleep hours later, this was mid afternoon. Uh, and then there it was the image, you know, and, um, there are songs I can't get out of my head, and if somebody whistles a jingle, it's very often will be in my head for three or four days, and could be five or six notes. If I recognize it, it's there. And uh, this was the same way. And I really, you know, I couldn't sleep. I, I was having this waking nightmare. I couldn't close my eyes, and so I went into the living room just so I wouldn't disturb my partner. And and I uh, wa I watched uh, some some uh, benign uh, you know TV show or something on uh, on Netflix, and and tried 
to fall asleep, every time I close my eyes, there's the image. Now, even if I'm sitting in the dark, if I close my eyes, there's the image. Now, when I turn the computer off several times to go to sleep on the couch, just to stay out there in case I, you know, had another freak out, um, I would freak out. So it's just like managing this, this having this this horrific image, and and it might, you know, a song that comes in your head, you know, you can get rid of that, you know, an image you saw something, yeah. But what I want to get at is, you know, different parts of me across time have actually seen some terrible things. Uh, and that's just part of something that I'm, I'm dealing with, with uh, Mars and Uranus in the first house square of the nodes and, you know, Pluto conjunct Venus. And in the 12th, there's loss, there's death, there's violence and, and things that are difficult to look at. And this just stirred that up. But with this part of me, this pro- had a propensity to feel that she perhaps had lost her mind and didn't have control of her mind. So I had been having to integrate that. So I'm going to take uh, my first uh, break of the day. And then uh, when we come back, I will continue. Stay with me. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to the, the Soul's Journey. Um, I'm choosing to call myself today Tom Jacobs, and you can read about who I think I am at tdjacobs.com. I don't know. I thought about that this afternoon, and so I've used it twice now today. Uh, today, uh, Adventures in Consciousness Part 2, and I've uh, been discussing uh, integrating a past life part that came back with some trauma and fear and uh, perception of being crazy, but getting grounded and integrating it. And I was talking with Akira, the producer, over the break, and she said, yeah, I'm, I'm I said, I told her the title of the documentary. She said, yeah, I was dying to know. So I'll tell you. It's called I Am. And it was by this, uh, this dude who was very well, you can look it up, uh, whatever, uh, by this dude who was very well known for doing some, some very popular, uh, comedic films, including a bunch with, uh, Jim Carrey, uh, including Ace Ventura. So the, the director of that movie. And, um, the Tom something. Anyway. So, um, anyway, this documentary is about, uh, what, 
what's wrong with the world and what can we do to fix it? And he goes around and asks a bunch of uh, leader type people all over the globe. And, uh, and one of the, one of the topics talked about, apparently, as I said, I was starting to dose, but was empathy. And so it was you talked looking at this film club of this horrible, of this thing. And, um, I realized that the violence was act, I realized like it's a couple of days later when I was able to actually talk about it, the, the, the scene was probably staged. It was probably a clever edit. And this this torturous thing was not actually done to the person in the film, but it just looked so real. You know, it just was uh, amazing, amazingly real. So anyway, it's called I Am, and you can rush out and see it and be traumatized as well if you like, if you're into that kind of thing. So, um, yeah, so what I want to talk about now is that this is a Neptunian 12th house Pisces experience. And I am going to uh, take uh, caller questions on Neptunian things. Um, so if it's about Neptune 12th house Pisces, astro- astrologically, if it's about intuition or working with spirit guides or uh, being conscious of yourself as an energetic being or expanding awareness or healing the past, like something about this, becoming a conscious being, uh, I-, I welcome your calls today. The number is 877-230-3062. Again, that's 877-230-3062. Living a Neptunian life is not easy. And uh, the people who uh, do it well get into a groove while being grounded. They get into a groove of uh, working with day-to-day reality and the responsibilities and commitments they may have, and they allow things to happen, and then they respond when appropriate. So if we're living a Neptunian life you know, where things can shift, consciousness can be altered – Interesting different kinds of things can occur, but we're being control freaky about it. We're not doing it well. <laughs> so all Neptune Pisces 12th house stuff asks us to surrender control. Typically that means uh, to surrender the uh, – the uh, how do you say this? The uh, ha- you know, Having appointed the left brain as dictator for life. That's how I, that's how I think of it, because that's what our minds do. And so when something starts to happen outside of our control, many of us start to freak out because the mind doesn't know what to do. And uh, some of the the many experiences I've had, you can actually read um, about some of them in Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, a memoir of intuitive awakening. That's the first book I published uh, almost um, three years ago, actually. In a few weeks, it's three years. And that uh, is a, uh, an accounting of seven years of, of the last de- of the first seven years of the last decade at, at this point of my intuitive process, and you know, being led down a lot of Neptunian uh, garden paths to get me to see how to flow with life. So being challenged in many ways by uh, events that I cannot control, you know, and asking me to open up uh, to working with life in the universe and under, you know, as co-creator instead of feeling subject to what happens to me. And um, during that time, I'll share with you, I did have transiting Neptune towards the beginning of that decade, transiting Neptune squaring my sun for, you know, Approximately two and a half, three years, depending on the orb you like to use. And that is a classic, you know, Neptune and Aquarius squaring a Scorpio sun in the second. A, a, a classic signature for asking somebody to relinquish uh, control, especially Scorpio in the second house. Uh, you know, I like what I like, when I like it, how I like it. And it's, you know, and nothing worked. <laughs> nothing, you know, I had to completely, uh, uh, op- open up and, and do things in new ways uh, during that time and, and really struggle with the, the, the perceived need to control things. On the other side of it, 
I started to embody and habit and actively consciously work with my Pluto and Venus in the 12th house, which is incredibly important because Pluto is the marker of the soul's empowerment journey over many lives requires that we figure out a conscious way to do it. So check out Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes to hear about the first seven years of this process. And then uh, the, 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 the book that's in progress that is suddenly, you know, a third of the way completed, it's, uh, today's day four of writing it. I, my girlfriend said, I, I admire how you can just churn out this work. And I said, I, I don't know that I can do it. It just seems to happen after I learn something. You know, somehow words get applied and then uh, something gets published. So, um, but it's a, a recounting of approximately the last decade and working with a number of past life parts and, uh, and, and how to integrate them and what I've learned about the process. So it's going to look like a, a book in which I'm telling you about me. But it's just that uh, the only uh, good example to use is me. <laughs> and I, I actually, you know, one of my Scorpio things is um, I, I don't want to tell you everything about me. One of my Pluto Venus things is I, I don't want you to know everything about me there. You know, in, even if nothing, even if not everything is terrible or, or shameful, it's just like, you know, I, I have a, a level of wanting privacy, as any human does, but cranked up because of the, these placements. And my, my Venus is in the 12th. I require some solitude and quiet and peace, and I don't want to tell everybody everything. But this book is uh, kind of a tell-all, and I just realize uh, that it's incredibly important to to get this out. It's it's going to build on the soul's journey one and two, you know, these, these principles about soul and past lives and understanding the nature of karma as a set of beliefs that you have that, that – vibrate in your energy field and create the, the world around you, and then you persistently have uh, an ongoing opportunity to change your mind about what things mean, to alter beliefs. And so this is going to be an extension uh, of that, at least building on the, those principles and um, and uh, giving you kind of an inside look. And uh, I realize as, I, as I'm writing it, it really uh, it covers, I mean, every major life theme that, that I've experienced in this life, but it, but it also looks at or it also it kind of begs or, or forces the question. I don't even think it begs. It's not even you know being that demure. It's uh, it's forcing the question. Well, who do you think you are? Because this this element of self that that you know in this uh, in this the stories you know these life stories from other parts of the timeline. Not even calling them past lives. Just you know these other stories um, telling you a story and saying, well, you know, I have always felt this way. This was always under the surface, but at this particular, you know, junction in life, a juncture, junction, huh, at this particular juncture, uh, place in time space that this happened, uh, I was able to see it in a new way and to see how, uh, this issue, it, while it may be in common and probably is in common with uh, many different lives, how, how the effect in this life relatively minor until something gets, you know, uh, uh um, you know, needle pricked or kind of like um, stimulated. Um, the effect in this life, in some other life, it's actually dominant. It's a dominant theme, a dominant experience that uh, really captivates that 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 version of of my soul's consciousness on this other part of the timeline. So it's been it's been interesting to tour these events of my life and to put them in more or less chronological order. But then the question is demanded: Who do I think I am? And that's why I did the little uh, jokey joke thing that probably wasn't very funny that you're listening to the person who thinks he's Tom Jacobs and you can read about who he thinks he is, you know, blah, blah, blah. And uh, but it but it really when we get into this uh, terrain, 
looking at the effect of past lives and other lives on, on your soul now, and then also it, simply inferring the major events of your life uh, being great, greatly affecting uh, things that are happening in other parts of the timeline, that takes us into a Neptunian style of consciousness. Uh, Neptune Pisces in the 12th house ask us to, like the, the experience of it, always asks us to adapt to a vision of ourselves that's not bound by time space. You know, in the 12th house and, you know, with Neptunes, we, we find ourselves lost sometimes. And sometimes we are not quite sure how to function in, in, uh, you know, physical ways in the world because our consciousness can be in multiple places at once, can, can bridge multiple dimensions. And uh, this is normally seen as a, a detriment because uh, think about, you know, an eight year old kid in first or second grade having this experience. Uh, well, you know, uh, this kid is not learning how to spell because the imagination or the weird beings or the fairy spirits or somebody's communicating or something is happening in a different way. And, uh, this is perceived as to be a problem. So we grow up in this, uh, in this uh, culture that more or less, uh, expects us to normalize towards this, um, this middle, you know, this middle of the range of human possibility. But then, you know, you have something like Neptune squaring your sun, or so in my case also um, Pluto transiting Pluto uh, in the I guess maybe in the mid 90s started going over yeah yeah when it hit Sagittarius it started going over my in 1995 uh, came close to my Neptune Mercury and Moon and so for a number of years I had that transit and that opened up each of those bodies kind of all at once and for me the effect had a lot to do with. Um, uh, flowing with creative writing, but um, that was something that was on my mind and heart that wasn't happening. Um, but it also, you know, that flow of words also kind of eventually kind of led to channeling as well. Uh, you know, turning on the recording to flow with words, uh, turning on the mic uh, to record something, um, you know, a, a podcast episode, and suddenly there's Jehudi for the first time, you know, basically inside my head. In, in a kind and gentle way, but but basically right there and ready to speak through me and uh, you know allow me to uh, or, or give me the opportunity to say it that way to uh, to embark on this new journey and and being flowing with words for me is a way that Neptune gets opened up. There's you know Mercury and Sagittarius, so uh, in some ways that Pluto transit also uh, opened things up for me. But when we live this Neptunian way, uh, we get activated at certain times and. And, uh, you know, looking at my chart, seeing Moon, Mercury, and Neptune in Sagittarius together, and then seeing those three bodies sextile Pluto, Venus, and the 12th, uh, you probably expect me to have a robust, you know, sextiled, you know, stimulated, triggered, activated, on a regular basis, Neptunian experience. But if, you know, if you have Pluto in the 12th, you, you're going to carry also some past life fears of, uh, of, of not being happy in the 12th house. And in my case, this part that has recently come back, uh, fearing losing the mind, that's a 12th house experience. That's put on the 12th. Uh, in this in this uh, work I'm writing, I am talking about um, a, a, a part of me that is terrified of uh, needles, in, especially because of uh, injectable recreational drugs. This is not something I've experienced in this life, but I have uh, a, a terror about this. And when it pops up in media and entertainment, I either have to leave the room or close my eyes and go, la, la, you know, just like I can't, I can't see it and hear it. I've even avoided certain acclaimed entertainment pieces because they, you know, feature a character 
uh, that's going to be that's going to be uh, doing that. And uh, you know, so this is a way that you can lose your mind. <laughs> this is a way that you can uh, seek to alter consciousness, and in the process, you know, really expletive yourself up at certain points. Uh, in another way, you can uh, go and sit on top of a mountaintop and lose, you know, and meditate, and it can look wonderful. And oh well. That seems like a positive thing to do, <laughs> but you can actually lose track of what it means to live in your body in that process too. And another way to live in the twelfth house, where you're, you might have a great intention, or at least an intention that seems to fit with the soul's journey of adapting to higher consciousness or something like that. Um, you can um, use energetic techniques. Another, another, uh, well, not character, but another version of my soul on another different part of the timeline. Um, is uh, growing up in the West, living in the West, and I'm very curious about things. Uh, the West, as in uh, you know, uh, Western culture, and because uh, I perceive I perceive that this uh, life is in is in uh, Northern Europe, and uh, but uh, craves Eastern knowledge. The secrets of the Orient is kind of how it's phrased and thought of, which is quaint. You know, it's uh, antiquated today that kind of uh, phrasing, but but that kind of thing and. Um, and that came out when I was at a, a breathing class with a tantra teacher who decided to teach a particular set of techniques that had not been taught very much in the West in previous, you know, centuries because of this perception of, uh, or you know, this, the the purveyors of the teaching, the, the holders of the teaching, being clear that you know other people who aren't initiated and don't know what they're doing can really mess themselves up. And in that class, I realized that there was this part of me that was wrapped, just absolutely wrapped, just could not wait to have the secret knowledge and so i after the class i felt into that and i really had this great experience of connecting with this seeker within me that had in fact messed himself up through messing around with energy consciousness probably kundalini something like this and so this kind of um you know the kind of uh craving for a certain kind of 12th house experience a connection with the divine or 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 an overall uh, understanding of uh, the meaning of life you know, <laughs> whatever, and um, and how that can uh, that can over time, you know, lead along some uh, some paths that include some stops that uh, that make you feel a little nuts. And so, you know, you look at my Pluto in the twelfth and uh, sextile the Sagittarius stellium, including Neptune. And you know, earlier in my life, had somebody looked at my chart and and, and really done some you know, analysis and interpretation of my chart and kind of, especially through the, the, the karmic view of the evolutionary standpoint, a person would have been very surprised, uh, probably, to find out that I was, um, you know, really in control of my mind 100% and was not willing to relinquish any of that control. So, you know, it, it's just been a very interesting process. Uh, I can say that a, a hundred times and you can say, well, yes, it sounds very interesting, but to to live uh, on multiple points, being aware now of uh, parts of parts of my soul's consciousness that are active on other parts of the timeline. Uh, there's another example I'll tell you uh, just briefly before before we go to uh, our second break in a couple of minutes. That um, uh, I had this I had some uh, interest in uh, increasing my increasing my marketing education and savvy uh, regarding this uh, this work that I do. And this is a couple of years ago, and uh, so I, I sat down and I, I opened the door consciously for a part of me from somewhere else across time that might be able to help me with this. And and um, a military officer came back. Uh, Kind of a personality that, that you would kind of uh, figure might be related to a drill sergeant or something. Takes no guff, no excuses. You have a goal, 
you line up what you need to achieve the goal, and then you do it. And this very kind of firm personality that I had to adapt to and in the integration process uh, allow that opinion to be there. And also, you know, he would have me going to the gym every day. And uh, I was like, you know, I don't know if that's really necessary because I, I at that time was riding my bike quite a bit. So going to the gym a few times, you know, three or four times a week was fine. But he was adamant and he was actually ticked off that, that the gym I went to, the, the YMCA downtown Tucson was closed on Sundays. That was a real problem for him, just to not have that option of, of you know, roping me into going to the gym every single day. Uh, so uh, after we come back, um, uh, you're welcome to call in and ask questions about these things, intuitive processes, Neptune, the 12th house, Pisces, uh, expanding consciousness, uh, living in a new paradigm, etc. Uh, the number is 877-230-3062. And stay with me. We're going to take our second break now. is here. To evolve now, we must understand ourselves on all levels. It's time to live more consciously, release the past, heal our emotions, and develop solid boundaries going forward. What's the bottom line? We need to be present. A Living in the Present Tense Astrology Report by Tom Jacobs explores four points in your birth chart to help you upgrade your experience of energy and emotion. Pluto, Chiron, Lilith, and the asteroid Lucifer as Lightbringer are explained to help you heal and experience your multidimensional self. Readers call this report amazing, beautifully written, right on the mark. Join others living in the present tense today. Order your report through tdjacobs.com. The way you're wired is no accident. Your soul has divine intentions for this life. Understanding those intentions can bring greater peace and harmony to your world. A Soul's Journey soundbite from astrologer and channel Tom Jacobs is a 15-minute MP3 reading on your major life themes. Tom's unique approach to astrology sheds light on the big picture of you, your values, passions, fears, and family dynamics as divinely designed by your soul. Gift yourself and others with insight and understanding by ordering your Soul's Journey soundbite today at tdjacobs.com. Welcome back to The Soul's Journey. I'm Tom Jacobs uh, for the moment <laughs> uh, from tdjacobs.com. And um, uh, the show is um, Adventures in Consciousness 2. And uh, I'm kind of just giving you a, a sampling, an overview of some things that I've been experiencing uh, lately and over the years about living a Neptunian life in a positive way, or should, I should say learning how to do so. Uh, this idea of, you know, who are you? Who are you? Are you uh, the sum of your experiences? Are you uh, the person other people think you are? Are you the uh, the website you know that might be your name, tdjacobs.com? Like you know, uh, I have a joke with my girlfriend where um, I'll say, "Hey, this is tdjacobs.com. Find me on the web." You know, just because it's like constantly saying that on all these and uh, all these things, find me on the web. And um, you know, I'm I am, am I that? Am I the work that I do? You know, am I my family relationships? And, uh, you know, living a, a Neptunian life in a, in, a, in a conscious, intentional, aware, and integrated way, you find out that uh, all of these, these things that look like it should be who you are, you know, actually are elements in, uh, of personality. And they are tools 
that are available to you to learn as a divine being uh, through the lens of human experience. And so, you know, who am I? I'm somebody who plays at being Tom Jacobs. It's it's fun sometimes, maybe not so fun all the time. Um, but you know, whoever you think you are, it's probably fun to be you sometimes. And you know, it's like you're playing at certain elements of personality. You know, your creativity, your boundaries. You know, your what you perceive your disease, your disease, your wants and needs are, your desires and needs got combined for disease. Uh, you know, all these things uh, that are features of your life as a human insert your name here, uh, all these things are tools. They are vehicles for you to learn about what your soul is, 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 uh, attempting to, or is, is, is learning through, uh, you know, through this human experience. It's, it's an important point that, um, a lot of us long at times for happiness or for the, uh, feeling that we deserve to be happy. Don't we know that we deserve it, but maybe we're not happy. And, and we can actually be, um, you know, when something difficult comes in our lives or, or pops up within us or in our relationships and, and work and, uh, kind of can challenge our sense of who we are and, and being here and, and sometimes challenge our sense of, uh, pushing, pushing through it. And we can think, you know, the human, and this is actually taught in New Age circles, uh, that, that it is your divine right to be happy. And I think that, that a lot of people sometimes interpret that to mean that you're supposed to be happy. But if you're not happy, well, what's wrong? What's going on? This is a giant issue, right? Haven't you heard that? It's your divine right to be happy. Happiness is your divine right. Fulfillment, abundance, satisfaction, you know, being thrilled about every task in your world. It's your divine right. It's your birthright. And, uh, what's, what's really going on here, and, and the way they say that is, is, if, in my view and, and how I've, you know, the kind of a worldview that I've been, uh, nurtured and nudged into developing is that it is true. It is your right to be happy, but it's not about the, the supposed to be happy. It's not that everything is supposed to be wonderful. You are supposed, and, and you actually are, uh, feeding data back to your soul about human choices and uh, what it takes to uh, you know, make choices and, and then deal with the results of those choices. Like That's what we're here to do. When I look at a birth chart, uh, and I do readings. You should call me for a reading to find out what your soul is up to. And, and I, I consistently and or constantly, de- depending on you know how um, exuberant I feel uh, in describing it, I, I get feedback that you know dozens of astrologers have been have been talked to. People have spent decades learning astrology, but the particular way that I that I look at a chart and, the, and then I tease out a, a soul's journey, even in a in a twenty minute soul's journey soundbite, it's information that you've. The people have never heard before perspectives that ring true, that wake something up in them, that allow for emotional release, that empower them to to validate themselves. You know, uh, sometimes, very often actually. But it's a unique perspective. And I was actually talking to a, a new client today who was getting a, a soundbite and a reading for for herself and her friend. And uh, and she she said, you know, I, I feel really privileged to be able to have. This time with you on the phone, but talk, you know, the, the time that you're going to look at our charts and you're going to tell us about, you know, because she's been uh, around in astrology quite a while and she sees the, the uniqueness of this approach and, and it rings true for her. And, um, and so, you know, getting a spiritual perspective about your chart and your life shouldn't be a prescription to meditate. You know, it should be insight about what your soul is trying to get you to do 
that you have been fumbling through ignorantly, <laughs> uh, perhaps blissfully ignorantly, but but not with you know not being able to read the manual that your soul wrote. So you know I'm I'm fantastically passionate about what I do because I'm able to. Uh, on a regular basis, frankly, inspire people to improve their lives through gaining understanding about what they're doing here. And, you know, my Neptunian process, I hope it radiates out. I hope my Neptunian process of learning to discern what's happening, learning to, you know, tease out the messages, uh, from guidance, from soul, from divine consciousness that, that are being encoded in your dilemmas. You know, encoded in the challenges that, that, that you and, and others experience, you know, extrapolating what the soul is really saying. Like, I, I can't tell you, I can't emphasize enough how incredibly empowering it is to understand that you have experienced a loss, a perceived failure, a, a brick wall from reality, a missed opportunity, you know, a something that didn't work right because your soul says, Let's have let's have him or her experience this thing, and and let's watch what happens to see if he or she will love the self anyway. Perceived failure, a loss. You know, will this person learn about what love is, where it comes from, and who's responsible for giving it to whom? And that's that's the mission that you're on. That's the mission that I'm on. That's all of us. That's what we're here for. Including our pets, <laughs> you know, uh, somebody always asks, and it's true. Yeah, it's including them. They're supporters and helpers, you know, and we're teaching them, and they're teaching us. But uh, you know how how amazing would it be to hear from your spirit guides and to get the manual decoded that your soul wrote for you? You know, this is the invitation of evolutionary astrology in general. But I have to say, I just, I just have to, this is not tooting my own horn, I have to say it because it's actually tooting Jehudi's horn, you know, the Ascended Master, and tooting the Guide's horn, you know, the, these loving beings, these discarnate beings who are floating around helping us uh, navigate the situations of life. But having their perspective come in, in addition to, you know, whatever data my mind has gathered and uh, organized, uh, you know, inside its, uh, uh, <laughs> the image. <laughs> The image I'm getting from a part of me is the uh, cobwebby addicts within my <laughs> within my brain, uh, but kind of all the, the 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 computer mind, data and organization and stuff like this. That's great. Uh, you know, uh, humans are very clever. It's wonderful to to feel like I've learned something cool. You know, that that's uh, kind of progressive. But the perspective of guides and the ascended master allow me to, in every reading, uh, surrender to the client's divine truth. So, you know, one of the experiences that I'm, I'm writing about in this, um, this book about the integration of the, uh, the, the, uh, uh, let's get clunky here for a sec. The, uh, the other lives that my soul has manifested as along the earth timeline <laughs> that most of us have been trained and taught to call past lives. Um, you know, one of the things I'm writing about is, is, uh, some things that happened in a particular relationship, uh, a few years ago that, that inspired several bouts of uh, integration and healing from past life stuff. And um, so I was, I was thinking about uh, this, the individual with whom I was in relationship and, and being aware that when the relationship ended, it was just, it was time for her to move on. It was that, that was it. It had nothing to do with anything else other than, you know, she knew clearly that it was time to, to end things. And so that's what happened. And I didn't argue or fight it because I respected, uh, I respected the decision and I knew, I mean, I could see it coming as far as, um, 
you know, her needing to, to be in a different situation. And so I didn't argue and fight, which I think she was surprised about, but, uh, I said, don't you want me to respect, you know, what you're doing? But, um, you know, at the end of that relationship, I really was challenged and I felt a deep sense of loss. This was somebody that I had in another life craved to have a relationship with. I saw her from afar, essentially. You can, you know, when the book comes out, you'll read all about it. Uh, but, but, um, you know, the loss of this person and, um, you know, in the in in the years since then, I've come to understand that with Pluto, Venus, and Libra in the twelfth, you know, in the Venus opposing the Chiron and the Chiron Venus square the nodes, blah blah blah, there is something. There are several paragraphs and or footnotes in the uh, the manual that my soul wrote that says, look, it's important for this this person, you know, in all these lives, this this soul, to learn about loss. To learn about surrendering to the twelfth house truth that things come and things go, and so you know, understanding that people who fear loss can become overly attached to what they have. This is a thing about hoarding. It's a thing, you know. It's a thing about uh, tchotchkes. It's a thing about uh, you know collecting clocks. You know, it's a, it's a thing about collections and all these things. Uh, can be a fear, can, can somehow be ultimately related to a fear of loss. Uh, definitely the kind of hoarding idea and the being overly attached and codependent with people. And, and, uh, but if you, if you know that if you can read in your chart definitively, your soul says you need to learn how to deal with loss. Well, that gives you a, a tool to step forward and start dealing with loss. So call me for a reading. <laughs> Email me at tom at tdjacobs.com. Or call me at area code 213-925-6019 and ask me to tell you what your soul was here to do. Ask me to call on the Ascended Master Jehudi, also known as Thoth and St. Germain and Merlin. Ask me to call on your guides. Ask me to help you uh, to read a chart the way that they have taught me how to read a chart. Uh, call me and ask me to bring forward what your soul is trying to get you to figure out how to do. Because again, your human personalities in a bunch of lives are ignorant. And it's no criticism. It's just part of the deal with uh, being born uh, is to have the memory wiped, the memory of divine consciousness, the uh, the feeling of uh, being connected, the, the the sincere, honest knowing that you are divine, the absolute confidence to forget that. So, uh, but it's possible to see it. And again, I say I'm uh, incredibly passionate about this. I, I can't overstate how much fun it is to do this for people. So. Uh, Give me a call, <laughs> write me, and engage me to do this. It's a, uh, it's it's a, it's amazing work that will that will actually will change your life. And you can start with the Soul's Journey Soundbite. It's a an affordable, manageable thing. Then you can uh, move on to a reading. Many people do that actually, uh, using the soundbite to to see what I'm talking about and to you know I'm raving. People are raving sometimes, and there's actually a document on my site, a PDF uh, that uh, is full of um, several pages of clients' reactions to their soundbites, um, but um, many people start with a soundbite and then get a reading to actually dialogue about the themes that came up in the soundbite. So you have that. You definitely have that option. And a lot of people go on to do coaching afterwards because uh, to unravel specific issues that are that are uh, dogging them or following them around a little more uh, a little more assiduously than some things. Um, I will tell you that everything that that is a concern for you in this life is a concern over many lives. So the details change. All your uh, you know quirks and foibles may or may not be in common with many lives, but you're dilemmas, 
your passions, the things you long for and crave, uh, the things you know you can do, the things you perceive you can't do. All those things are part and parcel of your soul's journey, and uh, it is possible to read a birth chart in this way. So, you know, I'm also doing this uh, this uh, intuitive skills development course in num- Roman numeral one. So yes, there are other things in, in process and planning. And uh, once I do a few cycles with people, uh, then to get some people who are interested, you know, kind of trained at the first level to go on to the second level. And this is ultimately training that's going to lead to uh, medical intuition uh, and uh, being able to work with uh, kind of energy medicine uh, intuition and uh, not not. Uh, medical astrology, but energy medical intuition and energy medicine astrology, which is something that I'm kind of slowly developing and working with. Uh, so that that uh, first course uh, runs eight weeks and begins on February 3rd, and you can read all the details at tdjacobs.com. And uh, you can actually go to tdjacobs.com forward slash time. That's my, my website calendar. And so you can uh, get the PDF. You can read all the details about the course. And it's just a one sheet. It's just a one sheet flyer um, to avoid being terribly verbose. So if you read the, if you, because I always publish these things and they're like three pages, four pages long. And who, you know, I know people read it, but I'm just like, oh my gosh, take a break. So, so if you read the one sheet with all the details and then you have questions, please feel free to give me a call. I'm offering the course to help people learn to trust intuition more, uh, to learn how to be more, um, effectively in charge in a conscious way of, of their lives. And and I, I do routinely get requests from clients and students about uh, understanding intuition more, working with guides. You know, some of them lately have uh, been asking about learning more about mediumship, and this fits with that as well. It's not strictly a mediumship course, but uh, definitely is um, the grounds <laughs> – the grounding grounds for uh, becoming more in touch with spirit of all kinds and learning to discern between the different frequencies that different uh, the different beings offer. Again, actually, a lot of that is explained in Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, that that first book I published almost three years ago. So we come to the end of another of another hour. Before the show, I was actually uh, sitting in front of a fire in the living room with my girlfriend, and and I had this image of uh, coming on the air and uh, having the, the crackling flames behind me. This kind of a little fireside chat kind of thing, and I, I maybe I would impersonate uh, FDR, maybe not. Uh, he's sitting uh, wherever you are. If you're cold, it's a little cozy. You know, getting a little cozy with my voice in the radio. Uh, but anyway, I had to come into the. Uh, the breezy cold office just to uh, to make sure I wasn't disturbing anybody else and uh, can have a good uh, internet connection. So, yeah, so it's January of 2013. Uh, I also recommend that you read the new article, A New Year's Guide for Energetic Beings at tdjacobs.com. Thanks for joining me and uh, keep in touch. Email me at tom at tdjacobs.com and let me know if you like the show. Uh, there's also uh, through tdjacobs.com forward slash soul dot html s-o-u-l dot html you can donate to support the show but let me know what you like let me know what you want to hear more of and uh i I have an agenda but i also want to make this uh, interesting and useful and valuable to you and then the very last thing to tell you is uh i'm i'm I'm, thank you for listening and thank you for subscribing it's it's uh it's wonderful to find out that there uh in the first three months of the show eighteen thousand subscribers and that's quite a lot it went three six nine in the successive months for for new subscribers so spread the word tell people about this fresh look at astrology and soul and uh, keep in touch with me through tdjacobs.com till next week you've been listening to the soul's journey with tom jacobs a fresh look at astrology and soul inspired by channeled wisdom for more information tune in every thursday at 6 p.m pacific 
Connect with Tom directly via www.tdjacobs.com. That's tdjacobs.com.